Blog Talk Radio. Whisper podcast. Hi everyone, it's Carol Tuttle. I'm broadcasting live on Facebook as we speak at facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle. Welcome to the Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host for this weekly call-in show and if you have a question, call me at 347-677-1963. Now today we're continuing a series that I started last week on the five, I'm calling it the five mistakes series. This is uh, looking at what each type of mother in my energy profiling system, the four types that we uh, mistakenly have a certain tendency for that create a mistake experience. So it's the five, we're continuing with type two today, the five mistakes the type two mom makes. Now, most times this is an accidental choosing. It's because these tendencies um, get the best of us and we don't realize that they're creating uh, unnecessary side effects in our parenting effort. And I always say you've got a, the heart, your heart in your parenting, you might as well understand what creates the greatest potential for good. And so today we're looking at those five mistakes. We always start this show with a success story because I like to celebrate your successes as parents. And I also love to share good things with people. We always give away, we've just, re, not always, we've recently started the practice of sharing a copy of the child with our success story participants. So if you have a great success story as a parent based on implementing the child whispering protocols of the understanding the four types of energy and applying them in your parenting methodology, I invite you to send your success story to um, parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Now, Corey is our winner for today. Corey sent in this story, and she shares, Hi, I'm a type 2 mom, and I recently got my type 1 7-year-old daughter a new bed. My type 3 5-year-old daughter got very jealous of the new bed because it was a loft bed. She wanted to sleep in it too. Using the child whisperer, we agreed to let them try sharing the bed as long as they didn't talk, talk and went straight to sleep. The type one loves the company, and the type three loves the challenge. Bedtimes have been blissful, and in two months, we've only had to separate them twice. Thank you. So again, this mom understood the social nature of her type one child, loving the companionship of having her sister there, and the type three was invited into the experience by being challenged by the the present, what mom presented as, okay, here's your challenge. If you do this, then you'll get what you want. So thank you, Corey, for sending that in. Now, I've got two giveaways later on today's show. I'm going to air the first 10 minutes here on Facebook. Then we'll go off Facebook, continue the show. You can see the link 
to continue listening in the copy, the Blog Talk Radio link, or you can call in and listen with the number I provided. You can also call in to be one of our winners today and to ask me a question about your parenting dilemma. The giveaway, one giveaway is a type two dressing your truth course. Do you, are you a type two woman who's not yet experienced the dressing your truth course and you're going to want to call in and be a winner today? If you know a type two woman in your life that you would love to give this course to, you want to call in using the number in the copy. It's 347-671963. Call in to be a winner. And then I am speaking this upcoming Saturday at the Winter Homeschooling Conference in Ogden, Utah. We're going to give our lucky winner two tickets to the Winter Homeschooling Conference. And so two different winners, two different gifts. And I'm excited to share that with you. I'm going to be teaching the four types model at the Homeschooling Conference and three tips to help each type of child succeed in their homeschooling experience. So let's get into today's topic, five mistakes the type one mom makes. The first one is you sometimes have trouble adapting to change. This can be, a, this can be hard on your type one and your type three children. You're, uh, you have a plan, you have a tendency and preference for plans, and these children can disrupt those plans. And so in your effort to apply, comply to your plan, it can be difficult. And so there might be this struggle with your children. So you have to get discerning about what plans you need to change and which ones you need to stay on course with. And so that's being discerning about and adaptable when needed and staying on course with your plan. You know, I, I talked to a, 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 do, a woman who had a type 2 mother, and what happens is if you're, if you're not willing to kind of bend, like shift and adapt and make changes when necessary, these children will navigate around you they will not engage you as willingly because they feel there's no support for their their need for randomness and in the type 3 world it's a need for being uh, abrupt and swiftly changing gears and so support them in that and recognize where you might be confining to them this particular child of a type 2 mother felt very confined in her childhood and she wasn't able to get enroll, you know, what get her type two mom behind her enough. She heard no more than she heard yes. And that's a common tendency for type two moms to want to get nervous, anxious, and stop things rather than help the movement continue forward in safe and healthy ways. The second mistake is you you tend to fuss and worry over things in life if you don't channel your gift for details in a positive way. Your children will be affected negatively by your worrying. You have a nature that you care. Your care can turn into worry. I have a blog post about this on the Carol blog, how your caring nature turns into a worrying nature. And your care tendencies come from your heart. Your worrying practices are a dilemma of your mind. And I explain this very well in the blog post that you need to be, again, discernment is a gift of yours. Use it. Are you caring or are you worrying? Your caring nature can you know, go into this worrying state, overly worried about things, and this will be troublesome for your children because caring energy is a much higher vibration of love. Worrying energy is stifling and heavy, and children feel the energy of your worry. They literally feel the emotional vibration of your worriness. And so... Make sure you continue to care without it moving into worry. 
Now, if you're a, um, I want to say for those of you that the other type one we covered last week, you can go to iTunes.com, Carol, iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle, or you can go to, uh, we, we've got archives for the previous shows. You can go to childwhisper.com, and that actually, that will be posted later this week, so depending on when you're listening to this. But I covered type 1 moms a week ago. We'll, we'll continue with type 3 and type 4 in the next two consecutive weeks. The third mistake is you're naturally sensitive, and when out of balance, this sensitivity brings a tendency to feel resentment. So when you're over, when you're caring creates a sense of when you're caring for others creates neglect of your self-care, you go out of balance and you go into more of a martyr resentful space. You're the poor me, no one cares about me. The number one person to take care of your needs is you, especially as a mother. Do not hope your family tunes into this and says, our type two mommy needs some time to comfort herself, to be nurturing herself. You are in charge of caring for yourself. So be mindful of going out of balance, being so sensitive to everyone else that your caring nature creates a a negligence of your self-care. Number four mistake is you can feel like you're in the background a lot. You have a subtle energy. It's soft, it's subtle, it's gentle, it's more muted. That's a beautiful gift to this world. It brings peace. That is your gift. You naturally bring a sense of calming, which generates peace. But in your nature, if you, when you feel like you're in the background, be sure you're living your truth so that your children receive the message that you accept, that, that they are accepting your more soft nature and without having to override it by becoming overly intense or loud or uh, you need to, you know, it's the affirmation for this is I am living true to my subtle, gentle nature and I am heard and I am responded to with respect and cooperation. In the role of a motherhood, motherhood, I see a lot of type 2 moms that will override their subtlety by thinking they have to be more assertive, uh, more uh, push with their energy, louder than they truly are, because they don't believe that they're going to be heard. Now, I had a type 2 mother. I saw this in her, that she kind of, she she became, she was a little too self-martyring in her reference to self of, you know, no one listens to me. I remember she would get a wooden spoon when we were in grade school and she'd, you know, be showing her, you know, handling this wooden spoon and say, I've got the wooden spoon out. I've got the wooden spoon. And that was evidence of the fact she didn't trust her own voice, her own being. It's like she had to compliment it with this wooden spoon to kind of get us to pay attention. It didn't work because I have three siblings. They're all brothers. And I have, you know, a type 4 brother, a type 3 brother, and actually a type 2 brother, but we kind of looked at her like that meant was meaningless and it wasn't authentic. You know, it would have probably, it would have worked better if my type 2 mother had had a heartfelt conversation with us and said, this is what I really care about. This is what's, you know, I'm really sensitive to this situation and enrolled us in being proactive to correct it rather than this sort of, this, this, this threat to get us to comply that wasn't authentic for her, not that any parent should be threatening with wooden spoons, but you can understand because of her 
inability to have confidence in who she was, she thought she had to complement her discipline effort with this wooden spoon tactic that never really worked. And so where are you compromising yourself and what belief do you still have that says no one hears you? So change that belief right now. I am living truth to my subtle, gentle energy. And I am heard and I am responded to with cooperation. That is your new affirmation. It will show up and you'll manifest that. You're going to show yourself where you're not living true to that. You're going to show yourself where you're still compromising. The number five mistake is because you process information over and over again, you have that tendency of going over details. You loop through details and you process information can be repeatedly more from an emotional reference to it, a place of the more you do that, the more you generate that state of worry. And you sometimes find it hard to make a decision then and you get overwhelmed which then feels, again, like you're being walked all over, you're, you don't have the strength of presence, you're compromising, and you get stuck in this loop. And that compromises you, and you're not as effective as a parent. And this can frustrate your children who are more quick to respond or need you to make a decision and to be true to your nature in making decisions. You are the nucleus of your family. You are the recipient of your family's inspiration. You are the catalyst of a sense of all-knowing for your family group. You have gifts in this role as a mother to be given guidance, to be attuned to what's correct for your family. And you want to lead with gentleness. You want to influence with kindness. And you want to... Stay true to yourself because, you know, the biggest mistake you can make is parenting outside of your true nature or contrary to it. You're not effective in that. And these five mistakes that I'm showing every week are really meant for you to look at yourself. Where are you compromising? What is it that you need to, you know, look through these, measure yourself, and don't start with all five. Pick the one that's presenting maybe the, the easiest to shift. Go to the next one and make the necessary changes. These are lifestyle practices that want to become habits rather than short-term applications. So I'm giving away on the show today addressing your truth course to a type one, I mean a type two. Call in at 347-677-1963. You can see the phone number in the copy. I'm going to be signing off Facebook right now. Continue listening by clicking on the link in the copy above and subscribe to my Facebook live broadcast with, you've got to just go up in the upper right-hand corner, hover above it, and a subscription uh, click. You can click on subscribe and join me. I'm broadcasting weekly, sometimes multiple times a week. And I'll be back actually Wednesday with a big announcement and another big giveaway. Um, We'll be announcing what time I'm airing on Wednesday. I think we're posting tomorrow what time I'll be back on Facebook Live. But keep listening to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. Thanks, everyone, for joining me on Facebook today and keep listening to the podcast. And so let's keep going. Um, These are all – let's move into our Q&A. Let me see if – look at my – make sure you press the number one on your phone if you want to have a question for today. You're hoping to win one of the giveaways. I'm also giving away two tickets to the – 
Homeschooling Winter Homeschooling Conference. I'm the keynote speaker at for this upcoming Saturday. It's in Ogden, Utah. But make sure you press number one on your phone. You'll be able to talk to my producer. I've got some questions that were emailed in. So let's start with our email questions today. This, again, comes from a type 2 parent, and she has a type 3, three, three a type 3 4-year-old daughter and a type 2 11-month-old son. And this type 2 mom writes, my daughter loves my son and wants desperately to interact and play with him. The problem is her version of an interaction is controlling his movements and picking him up. We have told her time and time again it's not safe. We've disciplined her and we've separated them. Do you have any suggestions for how to help her to keep her hands off him while still fostering the loving relationship they have? So this is common in the world of a type 3 toddler when they have a younger sibling. They're physical. Remember, their nature is to have a physical connection with the world, so they're wanting to get their hands on this new little one in the family. What I think is problematic here is that you're trying to change the behavior by disciplining the incorrect behavior, the behavior you don't want. So right away, you're focusing on what you don't want. Now, she's four years old. She doesn't have a real... Her cognitive abilities aren't, um, you know, progressed to the point that you can reason with her and say, that's misbehaving. She doesn't know that. There's no intent to be misbehaving, be misbehaving with this 11-month-old sibling. She just wants to interact in her more abrupt, determined, physical way. So I'd recommend you nurture her positive behavior and teach her what does that look like and reward that. Really lean on the side of, showing the correction, giving her value for that, and rewarding her. So have you shown her? I mean, you probably show her as a byproduct of the discipline. But rather than giving so much energy and focus on don't do that, don't do that, now you're in trouble, and here's your consequences, meet her with, with your heart that she has good intent and say, I'm so glad you love your brother. You're so I like, what can you validate in that moment? I even, I think it's great you even pay any attention to this little brother. We love your passion for your little brother. This is what you can do. Touch him like this. Come get mommy if you want to, and I will help you hold him. Here's your parameters. You can do this, and you can do this. Give her two choices. You can do this, and you can do this. And when I see you doing that, you're going to get, you know, I know Anne uses gold coins with Katie very successfully. They just bought some gold, you know, coins that were just, you could get any, you could get, you could get, you know, poker chips for that matter. You get anything that's, that she's earning. And so anytime the good behavior is chosen, Katie would, who's a type three, about the same age, would get a gold coin. Well, so many gold coins, represented her ability to cash them in for different things. Now, money works very well, and this is sort of kind of working on this whole monetary effect, although it's not called money. It's just a gold coin or a chip or something. But they represent an accumulation that something can be invested in. That works very well for a type 3. So simple correction, show her what Validate her desire to even uh, connect with the brother, Show her the correct behavior, set up a valuation that it's recognized and give it value. And then after so much value is created, reward her. 
and you're going to shift this thing. And she's going to be delighted that she's being honored instead of disciplined. My next question came from a type four mom, and she writes, I'm struggling with the fact that I don't like being a mom most days. I love my husband and my three kids, but I cannot find happiness. I'm angry that things don't turn out or go the way I had planned. I've watched so many of your Child Whisper videos and read 75% of the book. I know my 10-year-old son is a type 4. My 4-year-old daughter is a type 1. But I can't figure out my 8-year-old son. My husband is a type 2. Please help me feel like I'm not the worst mom on this earth. I cannot get control. My life is such a downward spiral, and I want it to stop. Please help me. I'm sensing there's some old energy. I'd invite you to look at what was your mother's mood. There's a generational pattern probably presenting itself here, meaning until, you know, energy, emotional energy is like a a body of energy. And until it goes, until it is accounted for, they can carry through the generations that what was created by your mother, her mother, maybe your father's mother, what what is it? the mood of motherhood that you inherited from those women that went before you. Were they depressed? Were they dissatisfied? Did they have a sense of motherhood is unfulfilling? I think that's what you're dealing with here is that it, it, to be a mother means to be in conflict with being happy, that motherhood is unfulfilling. So that itself is a core belief that's showing itself to you. And you're trying to correct it through these physical attempts. Um, I teach that, You are the cause, the reality you're in is the effect. The cause of your belief, your deeper belief, whatever is held even consciously or subconsciously, you literally energetically inject into the world and your reality is then manifested. I teach this in my book, Remembering Wholeness. I highly, highly recommend you read Remembering Wholeness so you can start to understand how to modify these inner beliefs that are most often inherited. So you can now create the experience of motherhood is fulfilling and that you're at the central point of that, that motherhood, another reversal that's going on here is you're trying to take this role and this function to necessarily support you and feeling fulfilled. You need to create an inner sense of fulfillment that you actually bring to motherhood. The role in of itself is that just that, a role. Motherhood doesn't make anyone happy. Motherhood is not supposed to create a sense of fulfillment for anyone. It's a role. You bring that sense of internal fulfillment. I am happy and fulfilled as the woman I am, and that is infused to my role of motherhood, and therefore my reality reflects that back to me. So there's some inner work that needs to be done, some shift. And you've read 75% of the book. I'd I'd recommend you finish the next 25%. And I would start reading Remembering Wholeness. What is it you need to change about your own internal belief system that came from your ancestors where motherhood can't support you? You'll continue to make choices then from that limiting belief that will support a sense of never being fulfilled. When you shift the belief and you start to really exercise this new belief, that motherhood is fulfilling and you align with that emotionally, you'll now make choices and things will start to manifest in your physical reality to show that back to you and nurture it and help it grow. And another key one I would suggest to you is I appreciate being a mother. The word appreciation creates growth. 
We use it in the reference to money. When we experience something appreciating in value, it grows, it expands, it becomes more. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be a mother. That is, a, I appreciate the role and the experience, and that will help seed a fulfill a more nurture and expansion of that just by choosing that word. We've still got our giveaways to, um, I invite you to participate in. We've got a type two dressing your truth course and two tickets to the homeschooling conference. I've got several people on the line, but you need to press one on the, uh, on your phone to be able to connect with my producer. And if you have a question, please, I'll, uh, I'd love to answer it today. Let's continue with those questions that were emailed in. And you can always email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Another caller wrote in, hi, I'm a type 1 mom. I'm sorry, she wasn't a caller. Another mom wrote in, hi, I'm a type 1 mom. My type 3 13-year-old son loves video games. He would play them 24-7 if allowed. It's a constant battle in our home. I try to give him opportunities for other outlets. He runs on the track team, and I allow him to ride his bike anywhere he wants, and he's allowed to have friends over any time. But it doesn't lessen the battle over video games. What do I do when he doesn't want to get outside? I really want to throw our, our we away and end the conflict forever, but I don't think that's the right parenting decision. Thanks for your insight. You're type one mom. Okay, so this is going to go back to kind of a push-shove experience. And your son has learned if he pushes hard enough, you're going to give in, you're going to adapt, you're going to, you're going to change your mind. And so I have a type 1 daughter, and she's had some interesting uh, scenarios with her type 3 son, who's half the age of your child. Uh, she went through a scenario, though, that she actually, he, she was actually, you know, if your son has established a pattern with video games, it's probably because something was neglected and he was allowed to do this and now you're changing things on him and saying, ah, I can't let him, you know, watch so much, have so much screen time. It's not supportive to him. Well, Jenny had a similar situation with her her type 3 son and she had to just hold her ground. She knew that if she, she had to just hold it, really not let him push because they'll try. They'll, he'll try and push you. In fact, you got to go in. You know, you got to go into that moment and just know, okay, he's going to try and push me. He's going to try and, you know, override. He's going to try and win this that's turned into a battle. He likes the challenge. So he's going to, he has more determination for that than I do. How much determination can I meet him with? And you've got to be firm. I recommend you listen to last week's type one mom mistakes because that was one of the five mistakes was how you don't, your lack of consistency. And there's not a consistent uh, position on this, that it's variable and this child knows it. So you need to get consistent. And you said you want to throw the we away. Maybe you should just put it away for a while and say, yeah, I'm tired of battling with you, and you're really determined. And as your mother, I know this isn't in your highest good to spend so much time in front of the screen. And practically speaking, I think you would agree it's just not balanced. And so I'm, I want to remove this. I'm choosing to remove this to remove the battle and the conflict. And then 
Maybe you do it for, and then if you show me, you can start to invest yourself in other activities and you start to balance your day-to-day experience, we can bring this in, back in. Or you tell him you're going to take it away. If he, he's 13. This child can be proactive in his own choices to say, I'm going to get out more. It should not be, it should not be happening all on your, you know, provoking it. Tell your type 3 13-year-old, I'm going to give you one week to see if you can balance your wee time with more uh, with other activities, getting outside, connecting with friends, doing other things, projects. What do you want to learn? You know, he's 13. Put it in his camp and say, the we's going away if you don't bring some more balance to your activity. And I mean it. <laughs> and you might, if you've not been consistent, then own up to it and say, I haven't been consistent with you, and I've taught you to respond to me in a way that I give in. That I've shown you I'm willing to give in because you really push me. You have this nature. Does your 13-year-old know what a type 3 is? I'd educate him. You're determined, and you push, and boy, do I see it, and it's amazing, and I'd rather not have it applied to this conflict. What can use the gift of your nature and who you are with that push to take on a challenge with this determined passion and create something amazing? I'd love to know. I'd love to see that. And I invite you to show me where you can do more of that instead of this, you and I going at it. You know, this is a smart young man. He's got you figured out to a certain degree. He's 13. You got to give more of the responsibilities of this to him. And set up some consequences that if he doesn't show you he's willing, then yeah, the we's going away. It's going away for a month. Figure it out. What else are you going to do with who you are? You know, don't, don't, don't spoon feed him and, and help try and get him to see it because you're, you know, kind of leading him along little by little. Meet him in his big substantial energy. My... um. I have Vanessa calling into today's show. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hey. Can you, Did we? Hi. Are you one of our? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Well, good. Are you one of our giveaway winners today? Um, I don't know. I was hoping it would be. <laughs> okay. Which one do you want? <laughs> you want the dressing um, your truth course or the homeschooling tickets? I was hoping for the Dressing Your Truth course because I have been wanting to do that for a very long time. Fabulous. Well, it's yours. Oh, thank you so much. You are the recipient of the Dressing Your Truth course. I know you'll love it. It takes your living your truth experience to a whole nother level. So congratulations. Thank you so, so much. So you're, you are welcome. You you have four kids, age six and yeah. under, and you think mm-hmm. they're all type threes and fours, and uh, yeah. you're overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, very much. It's a powerhouse group of kids. Yeah, they are. Um, so give me something and, um, a little more specific that you want feedback on, because I can understand generally your dilemma that you want to be yeah. more true to yourself and have them respect you and respond cooperatively. 
Is there any scenario that stands out um, that that you'd love to see that start happening more? Yeah, I guess um, so. My type, I'm a type two, but my secondary is a very strong type three, and so I feel very okay. conflicted a lot of the time yeah. when I'm trying to parent them, and I. I'm trying to stay true to my nature, but my type 3 is really strong as well. So I'm trying to find a balance and trying to figure out how to parent these very strong personality types without being really stressed out all the time. Um, Right. Part of that right away is your tendency to revert to it so quickly because you're getting – you're getting – results but they're very mediocre and they're wearing it's the price you pay is too big to keep doing it so you have to stay true to your new your your new intent which is staying true to yourself first and you've got to give it more time to see the effect of that where I think and then where can you you know, are you giving yourself the advantage by setting it up so you get that advantage for example let's say you have four children, six and under, there's a lot to manage and a lot where they have to be physically assisted. And so the nature of your home lends itself to being overwhelming just by the age of the children and how many. And so are you in a position to bring in what I call a mother's helper a couple times a week to aid you in just you know, you can usually hire a very competent uh, middle schooler. I did this when I was at the phase you're in where I were a young lady that um, went to our church that was 13 years old, and I think she, she probably was a type 3 or a type 4, someone that's really, they're going to have that advantage at that younger age to be able to really enroll, in, and it's not to babysit the kids. It's to help with the mechanics of the home, to create some yeah. order to create some completion on things that, you know, you might have to pay them five or six dollars an hour, but they come in, let's just say three hours twice a week, that's six hours, you know, that's less than $35. My sense is you need to create a more orderly home that allows your energy to relax. That it's just, you're, you're, you're just, Stay, you barely stand on top of everything. And so just naturally, you're energetically rushed. Yes. Yeah, that makes so you sense. You need to establish feel... a comfortable environment. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I see you. I notice right now you just feel it's like a frantic energy, and it wants to go into this would describe it as into a huh. So you got to get some yeah. help in order to achieve that. You just can't do it on your own. And it's a minor investment for a huge return. Okay. that I hadn't even thought about getting help because it's all like don't want to inconvenience anyone type of thing. You're paying them. A type 3 or a type 4 would love to make money when they're 13 years old. <laughs> the other thing is there's this old, um, I think, a very old imprint on motherhood, meaning it's a belief system that we kind of culturally inherited that says if you're a good mom, you should be able to do this. And I don't agree yeah. with that. I never have agreed with that. We're talking about the uh, mechanic. There, to me, I wrote a blog post on the Child Whisperer that I love called Are You Raising a Family or Managing a Household? 
Well, if your household um, duties are overwhelming you, it's very difficult to be there to raise your family. And I think you need, again, give yourself an advantage with the household side of it. You're just yeah. it's too much for you to handle. But yeah, there really is. So give yourself okay. that advantage that uh, you need support, and then it's going to allow you to relax because you're not relaxed. Yes. You're tense a lot. No. Yes, I am all the time. Yeah. And then uh, I would give yourself on one of those afternoons at least an hour and a half to two hours where you either, if you do, there is that option then to give yourself a little break if they can tend the kids, if they're capable of that. See, that's what you just have to, you know, be discerning about is, um, and maybe you go into your room. You don't even leave the home, but you get some time. You get some of your own space and time. You don't have a lot of personal time, and that could give you that occasionally as well. Yeah, I think that would definitely help me more. I need that yeah. that calm, peaceful alone time, and yeah. when I don't have that, then it's just I'm yeah. I'm more of a yelling, angry mom. <laughs> yeah, and a bio your biology is affected. Your biochemistry is you're running way too much adrenaline. That correct for your nature it's it's not who you are and you're easy more easily provoked because that adrenaline is like in your system so well congratulations on that course and you um find put it out there that the person that's waiting in the wings to be your mother's helper will show up and it'll be an answer to prayer and things will shift and they believe that you can have that and you're a great mom we still got our two tickets to the homeschooling conference to give away. The lines are open. I'm also available for any more questions if you have one. You know, the underlying theme here, I think, that's presenting itself in the world of two mothers is this tendency to not trust the power of who you are, this tendency to think you have to be uh, overriding who you are, um, uh, lack of self-care, under, you know, when you understand your true nature, you have to care for your true nature. I can, a lot of those be, um, self-care tendencies need to, if they're not being employed, it's like eating a bad diet, you know. If you're not giving yourself healthy food, your body will show you the uh, cause and effect of that. If you're not making choices that nurture your own nature, then your just it'll show through in your personality and your overall emotional well-being so that's like nourishment to your nature is making really healthy self-care choices so uh, make sure that you give yourself that advantage all type moms especially type two moms um in that you can think you have to be tougher or more resilient than maybe you are but you become more stronger and more resilient by recognizing who you are and nurturing that and truly loving yourself that way. So I've got a couple callers here, but I don't have any notes with my, I'm just going to go for it here. This is an 801 area code. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hi. Can, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. 
Awesome. How What's are you, Carol? I'm oh, good. Chris. My name Thank is Crystal. <laughs> Hi, Crystal. Were you just talking to? I don't know if you were talking to my producer or not. Maybe you were, but no, no. I, don't I have was a lot just of listening time to the show and also sure unmuted. So here I am. <laughs> there you are. And so, a um, couple things. Would you like to receive two? Are you in Utah? Yeah, you are. I you am in Utah. Mm-hmm. To the homeschooling conference. I would love to. I would love to go to the homeschooling conference. Great. Well. Um, if you'll do me a favor and email parenting at liveyourtruth.com, that'll be the easiest uh-huh. way to follow up with you and just say I okay, won the great. two tickets to parenting the homeschooling conference. And then okay. I've got a few minutes. If you have a question, I can help you with. Yeah. Can, can I ask you a homeschooling question or should I save that? Oh, for sure. No, go ahead. Um, okay. Well, okay. So I have five kids um, and I'm a homeschooler. And uh, okay. my first two – are boys and they're type fours and they're fantastic because they just pretty much yeah. do themselves. <laughs> yeah. But um my next one is a little girl and she's a type one and I'm just trying to wrap my brain around how to switch switch over to teach her because hey, how how old she's is she? Very different. <laughs> she will be six very soon. So Okay, so, so real young what type are you? I'm a type three. Okay. Um so just how to set it up for her to Yeah, know, like what's going to be the best way? I mean, like with my boys, I pretty much just tell them what I want them to do, and then they take over, and they decide what order to do things. They kind of want to sure. do it by themselves. They see the big picture and know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that question, um, and I will be talking about that at the homeschooling conference, tips to support each of the four types of succeeding in a homeschooling environment. And it will lend itself to public schools or charter schools or whatever kind of education. But the type one, again, um, keeping it light. Understand, make sure you read the type one section of the book and apply that reference to what would support the experience. Type ones are enrolled when things feel light that create a sense of playfulness and fun. Now, it can be in any activity. It's just, is it light? So you have to always have a reference to, would this feel light or heavy? Light or heavy? Is there freedom for some spontaneity spontaneity in the function? Your your type fours are very straightforward on task one, step one, step two, step three, step four, where it might go like this for a type one child. Um, a little of this, a little of that. Let's go over here. Um, interaction, being able to socialize while they're learning. So what activities can you be involved in that it's more social in the learning? Maybe other children. They would, She would lend herself to be connecting with, and I know this is available in the homeschooling world. It's not this isolated, you know, environment in their own home. There's a lot of networks within this world. And so where how much of that needs to be put in her world where the type 4 children have more tendency for a solitary experience, less socialization in their learning. It's such a big part of a type 1 child. What can you um, complement her at, her at home experience with a more group experience with other parents? where there's the uh, support of teaching different subjects. And I know that's all in the homeschooling world. So be thinking in those terms, understanding again, light, open, spontaneity. Is it allowing that? She will be successfully 
she will be uh, motivated to be a successful learner when those things are honored. So again, I'll be at the homeschooling conference up in Ogden. You can still get tickets. Go to facebook.com forward slash the child whisperer. And you'll see a video with a link to be able to register for that conference. And my blog post for this week that's just been released in the past week is Three Steps to Loving and Appreciating Your Body. Make sure you check that out at thechildwhisperer.com and go to the blog page. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and have it conveniently uh, brought to you through your your smartphone when it's right after the show's released, actually. So it's iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle for connecting with the podcast. And again, like like us on Facebook, thechildwhisper.com forward slash, I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash thechildwhisper. I'll talk to you next week about the five mistakes, the type the remom makes. And you're going to want to know that because I know you don't want to make mistakes. You want to create healthy parenting experiences. Thanks for listening. As a teacher, healer, speaker, Best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.